Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to three reframing techniques to improve your therapeutic success rate, and why effective reframes aren't just cognitive reframes. So a man gives a woman a wonderful-looking engagement ring, and she says, gosh, that's beautiful, she says. Is that a real diamond? And he says, well, if it's not, I've just been conned out of $3. Now, we see things one way, then along comes something, like a punchline, that completely reframes our perspective. It gives us an outside look and a bigger perspective on the whole pattern. A determining factor in your client's happiness is not just what happens to them, of course, but how they frame their reality, how they interpret or respond to what happens to them. All effective therapy and humour involves reframing because events and situations are only good or bad if we see them in that way. We all know people who make the best of the worst and the worst of the best, and strong emotion skews how we frame reality. So if we're angry, we frame events through the lens of rage. Okay, Everything's a threat. When in love, we frame everything as wonderful, and when we're depressed, then neutral or good events will be interpreted or twisted to fit the negative narrative okay, or gender. People come to therapy because they want to feel and think in new ways that help them live happier and healthier lives. The three things I always do when reframing are, firstly, number one, don't argue. Okay, Delivering reframes isn't about putting people right or telling them what to think. Direct advice giving seldom works because people need to feel competent, persuaded so that they feel they've come to the conclusion on, the, on their own, not bamboozled even with the best of intentions. So it's much more effective to present reframes as innocent questions or observations or misunderstandings even, um, or truisms. So you might say, yes, I, I see a lot of clients for vomiting phobia. Okay, And this is an undeniable truism because it's my reality, but it also subtly reframes the vomit phobia conviction that they're the only one who feels like this or they're crazy somehow and different from everyone else. Number two, I remember that reframes are more than just cognitive. You might be forgiven for thinking that a cognitive reframe only works on the level of thinking, but if it only works at the level of thinking, it's not effective. It needs to work on a deeper level. It's actually easier by far to change our feelings in order to change our thoughts than the other way around. And as an aside, this is why I use hypnosis with my clients and train our therapists as well to use hypnosis. So a reframe needs to be felt. It needs to have an emotional impact beyond its appeal to the thinking mind. It needs to resonate on the unconscious. And this is because the new frame needs to be more emotionally compelling than the old one if it's to be accepted. We do need to calm our clients, of course, but we also need to know how to sometimes raise their emotional pitch in order to embed a new, more productive way of seeing. So by descri- discovering what's important to your client, you'll find out um, how you can raise their emotional temperature and you can utilize what motivates them to help them view things differently. For example, a business uh, man and landlord who needed to stop cigarettes choking the life out of him was given the follow- following analogy. And I said to him, Imagine a tenant okay, whom you had to pay to live in one of your properties. Now imagine that you know you paid them to be there while they soiled your furniture, wrecked your carpets, damaged the walls and roof, uh, ripped down the curtains. Would you call that a good deal for you? 
And after this reframe, the man said he just couldn't continue smoking because he saw things in terms of deals. And this reframe worked for him because of the nature of his own business. And as a, as a businessman, the importance to him of good deals was huge. And he couldn't any longer think of smoking in any other terms than a terrible deal for him. Okay. Number three, I open the attention gates before I deliver a reframe. I shouldn't really be doing this, but I'm about to tell you something very few people have ever heard before. Okay, that's a bit over the top, but hopefully I've made my point and you and got your attention, opened your attention gates of what's coming next. Because we need to ensure that our client is in the right state of mind to be receptive to a new, more therapeutic, more flexible, wider perspective-taking uh, perception. We need to know not only how to construct a reframe, but also how to open our clients' attention gates so that they, they're actually listening, so they can become receptive enough to actually absorb and take in new reframes. So no matter how elegant uh, your reframe, if the client blocks it, then it'll be useless. This is why all psychotherapists need to understand how people can become hypnotically receptive in so many other ways than just through being formally hypnotized. Milton Erickson was a master of the art of prepping a client so that reframes would take hold. He would regularly use singly or in many artful combinations, surprise, shock, humor, curiosity, hypnosis, and practical demonstration and instruction. So all these different techniques and approaches would get people's full attention, loosen them up and get them into the right frame of mind for his reframe to take root. Okay, we want a perfect sort of uh, receptive openness in our client. He would then deliver a carefully crafted and individually targeted new perspective or wider perspective that would completely alter the troubling and limiting ideas that were causing the client unnecessary difficulties in life. And of course, there are many ways to deliver reframes, but when you keep these three principles in mind, your client may just find themselves leaving your office with powerful new ways of seeing which transform how they live so that they can no longer ever go back to the old limited way of seeing things again. I'm Mark Terrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com, that's unk.com slash blog. 